like we always do about this time. James Russell, you hustling son of a... It's me, your daddy, Roberto. Me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Now look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary. Jump rope. High and go see. Pity pad. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. And about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's right. You heard that correctly. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. We finally got Rob G back in the studio tonight. Feels good to have my brother across from me again. What's up, man? Everything good tonight? Yes, sir. I'm excited to be back, finally. Feeling good? In, with the, the, quarantine. in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And let's get it clear, he wasn't sick. He just had to stay home because of work purposes on quarantine. Paid in the shade, as I Paid. call it. Paid leave for free. <laughs> Quan behind the big board doing what he does, as always, here on Gorilla Cross Radio. If you guys have not downloaded the app, make sure you do so. We are streaming live on GorillaCross.com, the Gorilla Cross app, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, any social media platform. We're there. And after the show, you can also find us on all of the platforms that you like to listen to, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, GorillaCross.com, same thing, the app, everything. You can find us on Anchor. You can find the show on YouTube as well, Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. So, Rob, we got a good show tonight. It's only you and me, no guests tonight. We got to talk about a couple topics here. Some NHL getting hot. I was talking about some bets with you that I've been doing. I like the in-game wagering that I've been doing. We got some Hall of Fame talk. Hall of Fame put up a donut yesterday. Yeah. A lot of talk going on with that. Discussion, disagreements. Got some stuff that I'm going to say, obviously, they're my thoughts. That doesn't mean that you have to agree with me. It's just how I feel on this current situation. We'll get Rob's thoughts. And anyone else that wants to chime in, 702-608-3259 is the phone number here on Gorilla Cross Radio. If you want to tune in, chime in, and let us know your thoughts on anything that we're talking about. But before we do so, Quan, please let everybody know who we are being brought to you by. We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFont today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFont with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. That's right, big shout out to Joshua LaFont, our sponsor here on Straight Bet Sports on Gorilla Cross Radio. Greatly appreciate you Sticking with us and enjoying what we do. We got to get you on the show, man. We keep talking about it, but we still haven't done it. We're going to get you on soon. So, Rob, since we're both from L.A., we're both from California, we're both Laker fans. Quan's a Laker fan as well. 
Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and obviously everyone else on that aircraft that day. Just wanted to get your thoughts on how you've seen basketball since that happened. Your most fondest memory of Kobe, whether it was a game you went to or something you watched or just maybe the way he was or his mentality or anything that that, re, that you remember of him that you want to talk about. Quan, same thing. You can chime in on this as well. And if anyone's out there listening and watching, 702-608-3259 is the number if you guys want to call in and give us your thoughts on Kobe Bryant, the Lakers, whatever it may be that has to do with Kobe. So, Rob, I'll let you go first. Yeah. I mean, Kobe, to me, I mean, he is basketball, right? right. I mean, I, I, I don't remember what grade it was when he came out, when he came to the league, but I mean, I remember being in elementary school and uh, his shoes coming out, right? And, you know, people rocking up. Shook and yeah. looking shoes. Yeah, they, they, they were a little rough at first, right? But people bought them. They had them on. And, and, and like I said, he is basketball to me. I, I ever since he kind of retired, even before he passed, I, I kind of stopped watching basketball because I always looked forward to watching the Lakers or watching basketball with Kobe playing. Um, and in like he ever since he retired, I kind of you know faded away from basketball. So that's kind of where I stand with basketball so far. Um, but memory wise for Kobe, I think um, I don't know. Well, I went to I went to a few games when he played. Right. I went to actually I, uh, I was part of the Laker fan club growing up. Right. And me and my brother, they used to give you two tickets okay. to go watch um, to go watch the Lakers practice. Right. And I'll be honest with you, 100 percent up front. I was a huge Shaq fan. OK. Uh, I was a magic. You know, I was a magic huge Shaq. Um, and then when he went to the Lakers, it was like a dream come true. Right. And then uh, so I got to go watch him. Watch, you know, I was so excited to see, uh, see Shaq. He had got injured. Um, prior to that practice and then he he was his first practice being back right and Kobe was there and he literally stole the show um he was he was doing crazy stuff the crowd was there and and uh, I mean for me that that was like my first impression of Kobe and then ever since then I mean I went to a Christmas Day game when they played Boston nice. one time which was super crazy out of this world um you know spilled my beer you know just the whole deal good, right good time. um but yeah for, for me Kobe the, it, I don't know if I can nail it down to this one, you know, one one moment for Kobe because to me he's he's a huge part of my life, right? Huge part of my life, and I think just every championship that he won is a memory to me. You know, uh, just all the way up until his last game that we watched together, actually, when he played Utah, right? Um, it, it it's 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 crazy to still think like if somebody you know to this day like if if when I hear that Kobe has passed like. It's still surreal to me. Like, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. So um, I don't know if I can nail it down to one memory, but I, Kobe is just so big He's in my family, in, in L.A., and it's sad, man, once you think about it. And I even I even texted the wife yesterday, like, tomorrow's the day. You know, yeah. like, tomorrow's the day. Like, can you believe it? It's been one year since Kobe passed. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kobe is a huge part of my life. All Every basketball jersey that I own in my closet is a Kobe jersey. I have a Shaq jersey, of course. I have an old school Magic Shaq jersey, um, but I own three Kobe jerseys. You know, those are all those are the only ones that that still fit me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that still fit me. Um, so, you know, all of my jerseys are Kobe's, and it's it's just still surreal to me to to think that he's gone. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like I know they did like a little uh, little one hour thing on like ABC or NBC. They did one on uh, Sports Center. They did a Sports Center presents or something like that. It was a yeah, two hour special. I, I don't know. I felt like. It would. I should have been everywhere, and I don't feel like they, it was a huge celebration. As uh, big the, as it was when it, he died, basically. Right, like when he died, it was just crazy. But 
yesterday i just felt like it i i didn't see it enough right like i felt like we didn't ex we didn't celebrate it and i say his passing we celebrated but his life you know and uh um, you would have expected more from the nba community everything just uh, you know because when he passed it was just like you couldn't you literally you know when you were scrolling through social media or twitter it was just like 25 posts in a row about kobe yeah. and i felt like it was just kind of scattered it was showers, almost for like a you know? week if you think about yeah, it that whole yeah. first week after his passing was like Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. I felt like we didn't a new celebrate. Story. It. Yeah, I felt like we didn't celebrate it as big as it needed to be. I mean, I know, I know, it, I know he passed, but it's still a celebration of his life. So that's for me. That's that's Kobe. To me, he's basically my generation's, you know, Michael Jordan. Like I got to see Jordan towards the end of his career, so I didn't get to see him play his whole career, but I got to see Kobe. I got to see LeBron, and same thing, man. I grew up going to the Great Western Forum before they got to Staples Center. Going to those games when he was still there with Dell Harris when he first started. Dell Harris was the coach at that practice. That's the they one I went had, to. <laughs> I think they still had Nick Van Axel his first year. Nick was and that there was too. when they basically was like, hey, you know, I'm out. You're the guy type of thing. You know what I mean? Eddie Jones, remember? That's what they traded. But Eddie for. Jones was the guy that could never score in the playoffs. But that's 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 another conversation. But with Kobe, my I have I have two memories. Obviously, the 81 point game, and the reason being I was celebrating my birthday. It was two days after my birthday. And I was out at Fridays, and I was I was having a great time drinking this new drink I've never heard of at that time. Now I know what it is, LA Water. But I remember that game and just thinking, is he going to go for more than 81? Because I remember the game, I think the game prior to that was the, the Dallas game. Not that night, but the, the higher scoring game that he had before that one was the one where he had 61 or something through three quarters. 60 what? Yeah, 62, Dallas had 61 after three. Oh, I remember, remember that, that one. Yeah. yeah, And I think he sat the fourth quarter, right? Quan? Yeah, he didn't play in the fourth. So that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it brought back memories of that. Like, okay, he's at 81. Like, this is insane. Like, he just could not miss. But the biggest, fondest memory that I have, and it's because this is what Kobe Bryant does, right? Even, you know, when he's here, when he's gone, whatever, it, he brings people together. You said it. I'll never forget his final game. The wife was pregnant. Jordan was in the belly. You were there. Yeah. I was there. Um, John, uh, John McApeely was there. Yep. So yep. it brought people from all walks of life together. John's Filipino. You know, we're Hispanic. You know, we're all just hanging out, watching basketball. It was fun times, bro. We all had our Laker jerseys on. We were drinking, enjoying it. And it just felt like it wasn't his last game. It just felt like this is just another Kobe Bryant. This is just another one of his presentations that he's given us another one of his shows that he has just waiting for us you know to be released and it's like we don't see that anymore like to me like you said it, i remember that you didn't really watch the lakers that much towards the end of kobe's career when he started getting hurt i used to hit you up laker game tonight uh who are they playing and before it was like bro you see who they playing tonight this and that and you went away yeah. from that and, and, and that's kind of how I am. Like, I, I still watch the Lakers, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched a full game this season. I've watched highlights. You know, I've recorded what I can, and I, I watch everything that I can, but it just doesn't feel the same to me. I, I get it. I know who we have on the team right now. You got AD. You got LeBron. But not even seeing Kobe on the sidelines there to celebrate his team or, 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 or that organization that he gave so much to, you know, it's different. But I don't know, man. It's... uh. Yes, Eddie Jones, 62 and three quarters. Uh, people hitting up on uh, Facebook here. But yeah, man. It's still hard to believe. It's still, it's hard, still to hard to believe, believe that Kobe, he's gone. in my mind, Definitely. I mean, we've have had this argument probably over a dozen times or more in my in my life about, to me, Kobe is the greatest of all time. I mean, I hate to say it. 
I know Jordan was a little bit before, uh, just slightly before my time, but I mean, I, I, I just never seen anyone hit so many jumpers in someone's face with their hand, you know, like Jordan hit some nice fadeaways. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I'm talking about clutch game winner, you know, uh, somebody in your face, you know, just back to back to back to back threes to tie a game. You I know mean, what game I remember too? This, I forgot what year it was, but they had Lamar Odom on that team. He made a three-point. No, it wasn't a three. It was a two-pointer. They were wearing the white jerseys. He was still number eight when they beat Phoenix to go up 3-1. They yeah. ended up losing that series. When he grabbed his jersey and started doing... Like, those are the type of things that he was just... He was an assassin. He was a killer. That That's why that black mama mentality. You know what I mean? It was just... Every time he had the ball, whether it was in a game-winning situation, you wanted the ball in his hand. I'm sorry. There's other players that are great that... They're not that clutch in the final moments and not as clutch as Kobe was. Kobe's just had some, I mean, if you look up highlights, I mean, just, I remember one year, it was the last game of the season. Probably you guys remember this when they played Portland and it was in Portland, which is a tough place to play. And he hit a looping rainbow shot three to make, take it to overtime. And then he hit like a J fading away to win the game. It was to take, it was to, it was to take, I believe the number one C2 in the Western Conference. So, I mean, it's just so many, so many memories of Kobe that you know it, it it sucks you know it's just we were we were able to enjoy you know what he was able to bring to this world while he was here and let's not forget Gigi yeah she no. was a star in the making, making in the he making he said he would put it into words about how much she was going to take over the WNBA naturally how too. she was going to go to UConn how she was going to be a baller I mean like he knew he, he they I mean they were stuck together bro side by side and like they say God had to take both of them you know what I mean he had to keep them together you know it sucks it, it went that way but Kobe's career was over hers was just getting started yeah you know what I mean that that that's and we have kids that's why it's harder when you see that especially someone that you idolize so much you know and then the best thing about Kobe he wasn't perfect none of us are you know what I mean we all make mistakes but He's gone, and it's just, it's still eerie, and it's still weird, and it doesn't feel normal, man. But I think he's also the greatest of all time. That's just my opinion. I know we're going to get hit up so bad, too, about <laughs> it, too. I know. It, I get it, Mike. I get I, the, For me, it was just the way that he finishes games and the amount of shots that he's made in people's faces with their hand in the face, just jaying it up, playing. I mean, my big one of my arguments, too, was always when I used to have these uh, is that he played with a cast on his finger on his for like, shooting hand for like how many for like how many years and just hit nonstop winners just game winners I remember he hit a huge shot against the Celtics one year with a cast on his on his uh, finger uh, on his uh, it was on his, his whole finger yeah he had the whole right, thing right white little pointy yep, yep. everything and I, I I've never seen Jordan play with a cast I mean I don't even know if he would have played I'm pretty sure he would have don't get me wrong but. <laughs> I, I just playing with the cast and just jaying in people's faces is just it it was amazing. It was a good time. It was a good time to watch basketball. Talking about Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant here on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, Rob G, Quan59 here in the studio hanging out with you guys. We're gonna go ahead and move on though, but Kobe, Gigi, everybody that was in that crash, rest in peace. Trust me, you're definitely not forgotten and you never will be. But the Hall of Fame balloting. Baseball. Baseball. Yep. Was uh, a few days ago, yesterday. Good conversations on Facebook with a couple people. And we give opinions, right? It's our opinions. That doesn't mean that we believe that everyone needs to agree with me or Rob or whoever it may be or if Quan gives his opinion. 
that's just what we believe in, right? I mean, that's that that that's how I see certain things. And everybody else has their opinions and they're going to say what they want and they're going to agree or disagree with me. Now, there's some people on this ballot that did not get in that are in their ninth year. And in baseball, you got 10 to get voted in by the Writers Association. And at this current time, the top three guys that many were hoping to get in, Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, were denied yet again. Obviously, we know why Bonds and Roger Clemens are being denied. You know, there's no beating around the bush with that. Whether you believe or don't believe that Barry Bonds took steroids, that's the issue there. Whether you want to say he failed or never failed the test, I get that because he never also admitted it. But Lance Armstrong never failed the test, and he won seven Tour de France's in a row, but he admitted it. I get that. But that just goes to show you that guys can still cheat the system and not get caught. Now, the fact to me that Barry Bonds was surrounded with so much steroid talk and so many people that were attached to steroids, whether it was doctors or, 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 or medical people or, or trainers, I'm sorry, and how big he got after he got older, just to me, it just is. I, I think he was attached to steroids. I think he took them. But again, like I said, that's my opinion. That's how I feel. I don't hate the guy. At the end of the day, he, he put up the numbers whether he was on steroids or not. But I believe that he took steroids, and I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens, another guy, ex-Yankee. I'm a Yankee fan. You guys know that, even though I'm wearing an Arizona hat. I like hats. Don't judge me. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame either. This is a guy that went in front of Congress and denied it over and over again. I didn't take steroids. I didn't do it. But yet it came out that you did and you still try to deny it. He doesn't belong in there. Even though he's got over 300 and something career wins, I get that. You're not going to get in. I don't think so. Do the vets vote you in after the 10th year? Possibly. Who knows? No way. Now, Kurt Schilling, 71.1% of the vote. You got to get 75 to get in. This is a guy that numbers-wise only has about 247 give or take wins. Doesn't have 300. I believe every pitcher in Hall of Fame has 300 or more. That was a starting pitcher. Now, granted, he was 11-2 in the playoffs. Two World Series titles. The bloody sock. The curse against the Yankees. We know all that. But he's also said some things that he shouldn't say. Or that he shouldn't have put on social media for people to see. I get it. Everybody has their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions on how they feel about certain things. But certain things shouldn't be put out there, and he put some things that shouldn't, so he's being hosed for that. I think the writers don't like him because he's an a-hole, as some people call him, but numbers-wise, what he's done towards the end of this ballot, ninth or 10th, I can see him getting in. Now, he did come out and say, I don't want to be on the ballot. I'm requesting that you guys take me off the 10th year of the ballot. So I can wait for the vets, the real people that know about baseball to basically vote me in. Not his exact words, so don't quote me on that, but you can look up the article and read it. I think out of those three guys, he's getting hosed. Yep. Now, now before we get into that, though, let's talk about some notable names that not sure what year of the ballot they're in, but we were talking about that. Omar Vizquel being one of them. Scott Rowland. Todd Helton spent his whole career with the Colorado Rockies. Not a Hall of Famer. Gary Sheffield. Quan likes Gary Sheffield. We were just talking about that a minute ago. He likes his batting stance. His batting stance, right? <laughs> we all remember his batting stance, remember? And then Andrew Jones and Jeff Kent. Andrew Jones, I don't know. Jeff Kent, great player, not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. A lot of great years, but not a Hall of Famer. Out of those names that we mentioned, which ones pop out more 
before we get into the top three. Before I start on that, this is if if Philip Rivers were a baseball player, this would be <laughs> perfect. Then I mean, we talked about it, right? Like you get put on that ballot where it's just maybe a bunch of like you know almost you know maybes. Uh, this would be perfect for Philip Rivers, but too bad he didn't play baseball. For me, Kurt Schilling should be in, right? I, I understand he doesn't have the wins where they need to be at. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get in for who's on this ballot. This is honestly, in my opinion, a really weak ballot. Um, I, I like Kirk Schilling's, uh, Schilling, excuse me. Um, I like, I mean, Barry Bonds is Barry Bonds, right? We can go all day. We can have a whole show on Barry Bonds. Roger Clemens. Uh, I think Omar Vizquel uh, is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Hold on. Go ahead. So, so Goose just made a, a good comment that makes sense. He says that bloody sock, the sock is in the hall, but yet he isn't. And right. that's true. Like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. anyways, keep going. <laughs> yeah. I I think Omar Vizquel is is a is a is a Hall of Famer. Why? Because he played twenty something years? Uh, I just think at you that position for what ticket? he did and what he did for the team and and, and I, that Indian scene was really good. Like I know they didn't I, I don't think they won at all. Uh, I can't remember who the coach was, but it's Hargrove. I think it was Mike Har Hargrove. Oh Har uh Har it was Har Hargrove. Hargrove, something right, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh that was a really good Indians team. Um. Uh, and now they're not going to be the Indians, right? Have was they, that the Dave Justice Indian? I don't think so. He was I, gone already. I by think then. that was uh, Albert Bell. Albert Bell. Yeah. Ooh. Albert wow. Bell? I'm going back right You're here. Going yeah. Back. Yeah. Um. He uh, had that stance too. Yeah. Yeah. That little. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Billy Wagner. I had to look up seven-time All-Star. Um. But I mean, most of us would probably have to look him up. Todd Helton. Don't think so. Gary Sheffield. Don't think I so. I think Scott Rowland's a, a Hall of Famer, but I'm, if this is his early part of his ballot, I think he'll get in towards it's the end fourth. of the year. It's his fourth. Um, but they're just going down the line real quick. So you got Manny on this one, right? Who obviously is not going to make. You got Sosa, Pettit. Wait, they were on this. They were on the bottom part of this ballot. Then, I don't right? Yeah, see yeah. It. Manny Ramirez, Sosa, Pettit. So you got three people right there that are pretty much not going to make Manny it already. Manny Ramirez, man, one of the greatest hitters in Major League Baseball of all time. But yet the whole steroid thing, bro. Like again, Mark Burley, Tory Hunter, Bobby Abreu, Aramis Ramirez, Barry Zito. Aramis Ramirez? Yes. Chicago Cubs? This is first. So the wow. first okay. so first ballot is Aramis Ramirez, LaTroy Hawkins, uh, I believe a pitcher. Barry Zito, I remember Barry. Uh, Burnett, AJ Burnett, Michael Kadire, Dan Heron, Nick Swisher, and the Flying Hawaiian. You know Dan, oh, oh, uh, Shane Victorino. Shane, you know Dan Heron was going back and forth on Twitter with some people? About how he should be a Hall No, he was making fun of Kurt. Oh. <laughs> Well, Kurt said some things that obviously have hurt him. Um, if he if he doesn't want to, I think he will be voted in by the veterans because you yeah. know if that if that's that that's the process. Uh, I think he will get in. Um, it, it'll be interesting. But this is a pretty. I mean, in my opinion, this is a pretty. This is this is a pretty weak. But it's crazy uh, how you give that list and we look at the list and we talk about some of these players, whether it's the top three or in between the top fifteen. But then we think about people like Pete Rose, right? People are chiming in on Facebook. Goose just said it. Pete belongs in the hall. I think Pete Rose belongs in the hall as a player because as a player, his numbers are like no other. No one has more hits than he does. Granted, there's nothing out there to show that he bet or gambled during his playing time. Rob thinks he possibly did because he's I like, he probably him. warmed up. He probably warmed up to get ready for when he was going to be a, a coach or whatever it was. But as a player, you have to put Pete Rose in. I get it. He denied it for years and years and years about him betting on games when he was a manager. But dude, as a player... As a player, I'm sorry. No one hit the ball nor played as hard as he did during that time. I didn't get to watch him, obviously. But from everything that I've seen, that I've read, the highlights, this dude, B 
belongs in the Hall of Fame as a player. For you to be the all-time hits leader and you are not in there or even recognized in there, I believe, that's harsh. First of all, I, like you said, I guarantee there's no way he learned, just started betting or, you know, like <laughs> professionally or on the books or on paper when he was, uh, when he was, when he became a manager, he was probably betting, maybe not on his own sport, but he was gambling he was his entire something. life. Yeah, he was gambling <laughs> his entire life. Um, but as a player, I do agree that he should be in the hall of fame as a manager, obviously not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't think he's ever going to get in. I don't think he's I, sad to say too. I was around him for most of my for for some of my for my high school careers because his son went to the same uh, same schools I did, um, but I, I I don't think he's ever gonna get in. I, I hate to say it too. Um, of all the people, since <laughs> since I am a gambler, right, and since we are gamblers, <laughs> we kind of have a soft spot for him and being like he should be in. He but, should be in there. But it was in. I used the, to give know, him his picks. It's in the rule. No, <laughs> it's in the rules. You know, I mean, not in the rules, but it's in the you know, it's in the it's in the it's in the rules. I guess you want to say can't do uh, it can't do it right and um him saying you know him saying that he never bet against his team too is hard it's tough to believe you know what i mean coming from a gambler right someone's like oh, i always bet on the reds to win like maybe i, I, I agree with goose he I said that uh, he thinks it's gonna take a minute for shane to get in i agree with that i don't know if i believe that though do you think that you think uh, if you were the manager of a team that you would only bet for your team to win only. So wait, is that what he was doing? He was betting on his team to he, win. Yeah, supposedly he owned. No, well, I'm assuming he gambled on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I don't know the full details, but come he, on, I'm assuming, Pete, you're gonna tell right. me that you only bet on your team to, to win, win it all. Right. Well, to win, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's Those what I'm saying. Not, come on, coming from coming from people who who bet on sports or who yeah. you know look at the lines and stuff. It's tough to believe that someone only bet on their team to win. Right, you're gonna tell me not once you bet on your team to lose. You threw out a you know a weak lineup, or you you saw a matchup that you didn't you know that you kind of knew your team was gonna lose, or had a feeling your team was gonna lose, and you're gonna tell me you didn't put that on the books. Come on now, <laughs> come Rob, on now. Rob giving you his expertise. I, I you know and I love Pete. I love <laughs> Pete. I love Pete, man. No, I love I him. I, 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 I watched... I've ran into him twice here in Vegas. Never actually like bothered him or try to say hi to him, but I ran into him twice. He's I, I, he used to be life. at all my high school basketball practices, so I've seen really? him okay. over a thousand times in my career. He sits there. He provided our uniforms. I've said this before on the show. So he's a he's a really cool guy, and I, I feel bad for him. Um, but yeah, I, I have so many interactions with him and, and seen him, and so. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think, but I personally do, as a player, think that he was he should be in in the Hall of Fame. All right, so give me your thoughts on the other three that we talked about, the ones that I already basically gave my opinions on. Uh, who? Barry? No. Why? Only because my family are all Giants fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I, yeah, he he's kind of like that Lance where you gave Lance, the Lance example. Um, if if I was gonna make an argument for anyone other than Pete Rose, I think that um, I think that it would be for Barry Bonds, right? Never tested, you know, never tested, uh, never had a bad test, you know, whatever mm -hmm. we want to say. Um, so if anything, I would say Barry Bonds, but Roger Clemens definitely not. Um, Manny Ramirez, no. Sammy, no. Andy Pettit, no. Um, even though he's the one that kind of admitted and stuff like that, you know, what's going on. So that's what that's what I was telling you on the way here, like. Out of all of the guys that are attached to the steroid era or just steroids in general, if we're being dead serious about it, look it up. The only guy that I can remember, I could be wrong, the only guy that I remember coming out once it came out and not hiding and first was right there in front of the cameras and admitted it and then continued clean for whatever we know and had a good career after that is Andy Pettit. 
Andy Pettit, to me, could possibly be the only guy that's attached to the steroid era that we know took it that'll possibly get in by the writers, I think. That, that, that That's just me. There's possibly a bunch of other guys that are... Who knows? Maybe they do vote Barry Bonds next in, in, in next year, and I'm wrong. I don't know that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't have a vote. So my, my vote right now, my voice doesn't matter. It's just my opinion. But... Yeah, it's 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 not surprising looking at this ballot that no one was selected. Um, I think Kurt Schilling will get in. I think hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully. I mean, he looked first time. Omar Vizquel's the right. Omar Vizquel's the only. I don't know the date, but Omar Vizquel's <laughs> the only person that actually dropped change year over year. Everyone went up, uh, including Barry Bonds. He Omar Vizquel went down three point five percent in total votes. Safe to say he's gonna have a tough time to get in. It's only his fourth ballot though. So he's got about he's got six more years. Goose says Barry Lamar Bonds, best player I've ever seen play the game, will never sniff Cooperstown, and it sucks. Yep, yep. He is like to some people like we talked about Kobe. Don't get me wrong. He is he is baseball to some people, and you know, Quan I like made, seeing Barry Bonds. Quan made a good point before the show that you know baseball was a dying sport, and you know steroids kind of saved it, and now they're you know penalizing those players for as much you know during those during that era i mean they made so much money you know on the barry bonds and the sammy sosa and the mark mcguire chase i don't know if you had a chance to see the 40 what is it i remember when i remember when he hit 61 62 i remember the whole deal was in st louis he barely hit it over the wall it was like a golf swing that he got that day that that home run was like i remember i was watching it i don't know i remember how old i was i was in my garage i had a little black and white tv and i was watching it in my garage with my two cousins i'll never forget that event (laughs) that that day was like a family event for me as well and uh we just you know the game was on fox right i think it was like a weekend don't get me wrong because i remember we were all there if you want to talk about home run chases i'll give you a story real quick i remember i remember two home run chases obviously that one the one with sammy sosa and mark mcguire but then I remember a few years before that, you had Tino Martinez going at it with Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Granted, Tino died out at around 45 and, and Griffey kept going. But those were the clean guys that we now know were giving it to you straight, legit, all the way through. And then now we know what Sosa and Maguire were all about. And it's like... Uh, you want to talk about I mean? the ratings, though, right? <laughs> like oh, the ratings through the and roof. just watching every day and back to back and just everything the, i mean remember we didn't have social media and all that coverage, back in the day right i used and to go to the corner store to get the newspaper and the coverage though yeah. the coverage was just it's just mind is just mind-blowing and uh yeah it sucks it sucks for them it definitely does um but, but hey, you, you make I'm your not bed, surprised. You it right i'm exactly i'm not surprised though <laughs> none of us are surprised you know what i mean like however many ballots these guys have, exactly 100 percent. i mean barry bonds is on his ninth rogers on his ninth kurt's on his ninth. i mean well kurt's a different story but I mean, these these players are, you know, even Sammy Sosa's on his ninth. This is his ninth ballot. So Sammy won't get in now. No. I think he's out. Yeah, he's done. And, you know, deserving, I, I, deservingly I, I, so. And deservingly it's like Mark so. McGuire. I don't think Mark McGuire is going to get in, and I think he's already accepted it. Because, look, he's still in baseball. He's a coach. I think he's a, a, a hitting coach or something with I think the, he's the Padres. So, yeah, he's still in baseball. Or, I, I, yeah, think, I, I, and I think he's good. I think he's, he's, he's accepted it already. You know what I mean? Possibly. But if he gets in, he gets in. But. Yeah, man. Hall of Fame stuff. Good talk. Good conversation. A lot of people chiming in. I greatly appreciate you guys. Jose V, Rob G, you're tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Quan doing his thing behind the big board. What happened to the music, Quan? Damn, died out on me. It's all good, though. I'm just kidding. But anyways, UNLV basketball finally got to 500. 
on Monday. I went to the game. Oh, yeah, the we do have right up now. game two against Utah State here up on in the studio watching it as well. Eerie feeling, bro. It was just it was weird being there. First media event for me in 2021. Glass separation. I had Brian Salmon next to me, NBC News three. I had Brian Shapiro next to me on my other side, and then C Win was with me as well. It was just it was so weird because you got to lean back, take your mask off to say something. You know, hey, wait, hey, like it was so hard to talk or even have a conversation. I get it. You're in the press box. You're not supposed to be making too much noise, but everybody conversates and talks, whether it's about the game or whatever else it may be. Not only that, the fake crowd noise that was pumped into the arena. I'm sorry. I would rather hear 1,500 UNLV fans that normally make it out on any given night live than the fake crowd noise. Right. That fake crowd noise was horrible. And John Sadler, I'm sorry. For you to say that UNLV had a, an amazing, great defensive showing in the second half of, of Monday night's game, no, Utah State couldn't make a shot to save their life. They were bricking. I'm talking about open three-pointers, open layups, losing the ball, turnover after turnover. UNLV got lucky. You had a guy in Nick Blake that uh, freaking um, missed a wide-open dunk that would have gave the Rebels a 10-point lead or 8-point lead, I believe it was. And then two plays later, on a fast break, palms the ball for a travel. Like, I get it. You're a freshman. You make mistakes. But Is come he on. the one that did the behind the back? Yes. He's the oh, one that, that was man. a clean move. Duh. Nice move. They're talking that about Sports clean. Center top 10. I whatever. text you. I was like, it, was, wow. it was a clean move. Oh, it's top 10, huh? Yeah. But, what number? I, I don't know. But eight, now they're getting smashed. Eight, number eight. You're get, they're getting smashed now. Now, first half of that game was awesome. Second half of the game was horrible. Great block by Wood. He got his first start of the season yesterday on Monday as well. Great block at the end of the game. Who knows if that three goes in, tie game, we go to overtime. So it was just one of those games, man, where it was nasty. It was sloppy. Within the first 10 minutes, I believe, both teams only had nine points each. It, I mean, it, it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. sloppy. It, it was horrible to watch. I'm sorry. UNLV has a lot of work to do. It's... Going back to the media it's thing just, that you were talking yeah. about, I'm a little surprised that they had like the glass up and stuff. If yeah. that's what you're saying, they had like when I had gone to the UNLV game, right? Like the football game. Yeah, yep. at at Allegiant, it wasn't anything. I mean, we had our mask on, of course, and but there wasn't any, you know, plexiglass or glass in between. It was a you regular could, press box. Yeah, you could move about. You know, not to say that they you know wanted you to, but I mean, not to say that we did either. You yep. know, but you can move about. You can you know go to the rest. You know, do all your stuff that you needed to do, but. That's weird that, you know, just to, you know, like you were saying, like if that that was the setup, you know, you're telling me that for the first time, that's kind of crazy. For to be at a UNLV basketball game, yeah. you figure Allegiant Stadium would be even more, you know, on, not say on top of it, but a little bit more stricter. Um, but yeah, if that's the way they had it, that's the way they had it. That's the way it's going to be moving forward. It was crazy, man. Nobody in the concessions area, nobody in the concourse, completely dead during the game. I went wow. up there. It's just, it's an eerie feeling. It just, it feels like you're at a practice. It doesn't feel like it's real. You know what I mean? It wow. feels like, they're not even there. Like, I get it. UNLV fans don't show up. They don't show out. So it doesn't get that loud there anyways unless they're playing a high-ranked opponent. Right. But I would rather have a couple hundred people, you know what I mean, and hear that and see that and hear real claps. Like, all you hear are the players clapping for each other, the coaches. And I'm talking about they're getting loud. I, I don't I don't remember ever going to a basketball game where I can hear the coach calling out plays clearly. Normally, you can hear a coach yelling it. You know what I mean? But you don't understand what they're no, saying. Oh, yeah. You can hear it. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you talk about, like, advantage-wise, right? Like, 
you literally have to, you know, game plan for that. You yep. know, you, they, I know they do it during football where they have the signs up and they got like little signs and mm -hmm. little characters in different places and stuff like that. Um, but for basketball, I almost feel like they, they started doing it as well because the other team can hear you. Oh, and yeah. it's so You got to come up with new schemes. Yeah, new ideas. you, you got to adapt to that, which is kind of crazy to me. I haven't, I haven't been to, a, obviously, a UNLV game yet, which I hopefully will. But um, yeah, it's, that's a little different, you know, uh, to think about it, you know, but it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future. And... I, well, you can make the argument to allow some people in, right? Because, I mean, once we watch, we watch the football games, which we'll get into in a little bit, but the, the games, you know, you looked at the Chiefs Stadium, man, it was it was pretty decent, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and dude, the Packers, Packers was pretty yeah. decent. like. But then the Packers, too, the way their stadium is built, it kind of gave it a better, you know, yeah, no, make 100%. it seem like there's a lot of people there. 100%. So it's a little weird to me, um, uh, to all of us, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, just to see those men, that many people at the NFC and the AFC championship game is kind of crazy. But, but yeah, man, going back to UNLV, Bryce Hamilton, Pasadena product, California kid. Is he from Pasadena? Yeah, he's from know Pasadena. That. Pasadena kid. Uh, Mountain West player of the year last year, by the what? way. Yeah, Mountain West player of the year. Wow. Having a rough game tonight. One of nine, 0 of three from the three-point line. Two points. But he balled out the game before Monday night. Balled out, not looking the same tonight. UNLV's down sixty-two to fifty-three right now with eight fifty-three to go in the second half at Thomas and Mac. Hopefully, we'll get out there and watch another game here soon, Rob, so you can check it out as well. But I don't see the Rebels doing anything, man. Six and six on the year. The whole pandemic thing. The, the, the reason, the fact that they got stopped. Marvin Coleman is now out. The kid we had on the show a few months ago. I was going to ask how he did last night. So he's out. Huh? Yeah, he, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. About a month. I think it was a couple oh, weeks. Been a while, no, it's huh? been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's a couple weeks Whoa. that he's been out. But it's just one of those things, man, where UNLV is just not looking right. They just can't hire the right people. They got, I think they got seven or eight freshmen on this team right now. So we'll there's see, a couple, man. There's we'll a see. Boise's really I mean I know they got smoked today I think they got smoked by Colorado State or maybe they came back and won I don't know but I was looking at the end game but uh there's a, some pretty good teams I like Boise um uh, Colorado State is, is a sneaky good and then obviously you have Utah State who's playing right now so yeah Boise State got rocked yeah, 78 they, to 56 yeah they got rocked today by Colorado I, yeah, State. I thought um I didn't see how the game finished but uh there's some good teams though I think Colorado State sneaky good and then like uh Utah State like we're watching right now I think they're really good too so it's definitely not the. I mean, <laughs> I if you're gonna be if you're if you're gonna be bad, I guess in a year it would be this year, right? Because you have every excuse in the book, right? To like you know, I have so many avenues to make an excuse for. So if you're gonna be bad. This is the year to be bad. So, and this is the biggest excuse year for you to use it for. So exactly, why not? exactly. So why not? Now I told you on the way here that I've been betting hockey. It's uh, and you know what? And, and I'm gonna go ahead and clarify things right now because people like to joke and make fun. Yes, I am the casual better on this show. He is. Let's let's get that 100% cleared up. I am the casual better. I'm the guy that's going to make the five $10 bets. I'm the guy that's going to make the $2.10 team parlay. Whether you want to make fun of me or not, I've hit them. I've made money. So, hey, everybody has their system. Everybody has their play, and everybody makes their money their own way. On this show, Rob's the sharp. And what I mean by that, he bets the bigger money. He does the straight bets. He's not afraid. He's got what he wants, and he knows how to bet it. Like I said, everybody has their system. Straight best sports. We do what we do. But with that being said, I've been doing pretty good on in-game with NHL. Dwayne was pretty excited about hockey when he was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he talked to us about that, how he likes to bet it as well. He likes to watch. He's a big, um, I think, Canadians fan. I like betting the periods. For those of you that, if you do bet hockey and you're listening, you like to bet the periods. The reason I like to bet the periods is because you get better odds. Like earlier tonight, 
I had, um, I believe it was, uh, no, yesterday. I had a team that, um, to win the game, they were plus 115, right? But to win the period, they were plus 175, which to me made no sense. The game was tied 1-1, right? So at this point, I'm sitting there going, how do I not take the plus 175? Now, you're talking to win the period as in like... Correct. It's the third period. They're tied 1-1. So meaning, who's going to win the period? No. Who's going to win the game? So it's the same thing. Do uh, you see the correct, bet? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Now, in the, the third difference period, between the other correct. bet, it's 90 minutes and stop. And it's 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 the, the full 90-minute period only. So if they go past 90 minutes, you lose that bet. Which what bet? The plus 115. To win outright instead of betting the period. Do you see what I'm saying? Got you. Okay. So if you bet the period, you're getting better odds. Why, 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 why take the one fifteen? Why? It's hard to believe. Well, yeah, I've got to take a look at that because that just doesn't sound right to me. Where they would allow you to bet a third period when the game is tied, bro, versus betting the game to win. Here, let me see if I could pull up some tickets. If I could pull up some tickets, so I can I think, look at them. I think that they would offer that if the game wasn't tied, right? Because who, you know, if a game's like three one or two one or whatever, then maybe whoever scores more goals that period. But when the game is tied, that's that's. That's an interesting bet. I mean, if the game... Yeah, that's interesting. But anyways. But no, the reason they offer that, though, is because they offer the tie as well, which is if you tie, then... You, I mean, if they tie, then you lose. Correct, but that's what I'm saying. You could take the tie if you want, but if you're trying to take the win... Oh, that makes take, sense. Take, take the third period. Right. Why that, even take the game at that point? That makes 100% that's sense. That's what I'm saying. But you also get overtime. Correct. I, I, I get that. It's just like, so you're, okay, so now, here's nothing you're saying is surprising to me because but, that's but, how soccer works too. No, I know, but look, but the one thing that I've been looking at too is depending on who's playing. So let's say, for example, a road team, they're down 2-1 going into the second period. going into That's when I start watching these games. I look at what they've done before. I, I look at the previous games, when they did score, what period did they score in, and that's how I start choosing these games. I don't just start choosing them by looking at them, and I'm like, oh, this one looks good. I'm going to put $2 on it. Like, no. Like, I'm actually, like, if I'm looking at this game, and it's 15 minutes left in the second period, and the home team is down by one goal, I'm definitely going back to their three last three or four games within those five-minute period, and I'm just checking, and I'm looking to see, okay, they score more in the second. Oh, wait, they score more in the third. I'm looking to see where these teams do their damage. Like I said, I don't bet these games beforehand. I bet them in-game because you get better odds. You get better opportunities to see what's going on in the game. And I don't know how much you can make long-term on that, but okay. I know, I know, I know. I just, like, come on. That is like, uh, that's a whole show right there. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Now, before we move away from hockey, though, I got to give you guys a quick story. I was here on Saturday. Quan put up the game for me. All I needed was the Winnipeg Jets to come back and win the game, right? I needed the over, which was six and a half. That came through. But I needed them to win by two to give me a four-teamer that was all puck line. All puck line, right? Craziest story, though, is that St. Louis was playing the Kings. St. Louis is up 3-2 in the third period. One minute to go. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, this is it. I'm not going to hit it. Like, I, I need to go open, for it. That's open net. And it's five that's and a half. Screaming open net. And it's five and a half total, right? So I need a goal for the over, and I need a goal to have my ticket alive. They scored an empty netter with two seconds to go. Can I? Can it I was just, meant to be. Can I just bring Juan onto the show for the – man, he was there earlier, but he was on for the first couple – can I – can you just explain how excited – what did he – how did he <laughs> – how did he – No, I – Huh? You were oh you were 
Yeah, was, no, there was, was there was more though. No, no, no. But was he just was running around game where here? Really excited, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the one that I was watching here. That okay. was the final he one. He was that just I jumping knew. all over, jumping <laughs> on your couches. I hit three tickets that day. I hit a four teamer that was all puck line, two dollars to pay ninety two. <laughs> yeah, but they're introducing fighters. The fighters just walking, and he's screaming. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, and everybody right. else in the room is watching the fight. Right. So it's it's just, they're, they're looking at him like, "Who's the crazy guy that brought all the Modellos?" Two for ninety-two. Right. And, and, and then not this only this dude drove here on, on a twelve-pack of Modellos already. <laughs> right. Just, I I love the way Jose. Uh, you know, because I've been around him so dude, many. Times. I, we okay. hung out so many times that. <laughs> When he hits a ticket, it's literally like he hit the lottery. Like he, it's like, bang! bang. It could be literally the the total payout could be like fourteen dollars, oh, and he's just like on cloud nine. And I love it. I love it. I love it. But but look, that day, and you're drinking. Check this I out. get you here. That Saturday, I started. Like I told you, I started with ten dollars in my account. When I got here, Winnipeg was losing. The Jets were down two to one. I bet them in game. I put my last 20 bucks that I had on them, right? Because I had one little stuff in between the day. I put my last 20 bucks that I had on them. Or was it 40? I think it was 20 or 40. It's all he so, had in his bank account. Exactly. Right, 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 right. So think about it. I hit three tickets. They came back to win the game to give me my over and also give me the puck line and give me the extra ticket that I bet on them in game. So I, I won over 200 bucks that day. So it wasn't I don't get excited day. over it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I'm don't. the casual better. I don't. I I, I, I have my I, my thought process is always like, <laughs> why didn't you? Why didn't you put twenty, More thirty, money. forty, fifty dollars on that? If if you know, if you not say you felt confident. Obviously, hey. with any type of parlay, whether it be a two teamer, in my opinion, a two teamer is a lottery ticket. I mean, I hate to say that. I am straight bet all till the day I die. I I, I don't parlay anything. I mean, I mean, I do my little parlay cards on Sunday mornings. You know, five dollars to win eight racks, yep. but. I don't parlay anything in my life. You know, I don't parlay anything. So I, I'm always like, why didn't you put more? Especially with two dollars, four dollars, six dollars. The parlays I do them because obviously it's a little bit of money to win big, and you're betting less. But I do straight bets. You know that. I don't bet big like you, but I'll do you know a good amount on a straight bet if I really like something. I have put you know a good amount on the game a few years ago. I remember betting the Ohio State Northwestern game. That was the first time I put I put two twenty. Okay, not that much, but that was. The biggest bet I made at that time. And it was like, it was the scariest thing in the world because I'm waiting, hoping that these damn games going to go over. <laughs> and I'll never forget that game because at halftime, all I needed was like 13 points for it to go over. And it didn't go over until the final minute of the game. So, you know, that it's, works. it's fun, man. That's why it's betting. Everybody has their way. Everybody bets the way they want. You know what I mean? Some people bet bigger. Some people don't. It is what it is. But anyway, I don't know Rob, what the listeners can take from that, though. From that whole segment right there. From both of us, though, right? Like, I don't know. We're just talking about casual betting <laughs> and how we bet. I do call what? Jose or text Jose all the time and be like, what do you like? Because I definitely want to know what Take the, the opposite. In my in my <laughs> eyes, Jose is the public. So I always call, I text him like, what do you like? Because chances are everyone else likes the same <laughs> side. So. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to tell you that, Jose. But that <sighs> is the truth. But I did win our contest the first year anyways. But yeah, yeah you know. That you know, we're not three years ago. That. that was three years ago. Yeah, but you won two years ago. How about I haven't, <laughs> we haven't even talked about why we stopped we stopped putting in picks every week? 
we stopped. The NFL season was over. Oh, we could still put in a pick a week, though. I mean, but we haven't figured out a new system of what I, we're going to do. If I was 3 and 11, too, I'd maybe be oh. like, oh, let's, let's, let's forget about it, too. You know, 4 and you 11. You got to put me on like that? Okay. You just like forgot okay. about it, right? Okay. You left the listeners hanging, you know, just. Uh, I was 50. I was 50%. All right, Don't since we're talking about it, then what, what do you want to start doing moving forward? Starting next week. Starting, Starting next week, week what I'd do you like want to start doing? I would, we can put it. I mean, it's tough without NFL, though. I do agree with you because you know you're able to see the lines way in advance versus college basketball, basketball, you know, everything else. You you know, it's kind of like a day by th- day thing. Um, but I mean, we can put in a, maybe a play for the next couple day, you know, day or two. I know the lines come out a, about a day or two early sometimes. So, I mean, we can put a play in if you want to put a play in. But I get, I do get that NFL was was the easier to track in, in because it was a few, a few days before and then we had Thursday night football the next you know the next day and stuff like that so so how about this how about this I'll make it easier for you how about we both every Wednesday we go on our sites whatever it is we use you use Vegas Insider I use scores and odds I go to the cannery you know whatever know I'm Quan's getting mad because I'm moving so he's fixing my camera <laughs> but Wednesday you go on Twitter or whoever goes first, me or you, once you have your pick and you tag me in it, and then I'll do the same. Like that, by the time we get to the show and we do the show at 9 o'clock, our game should be done by then, depending on what we chose, and then we could talk about it on okay. the show. Um, yeah, that's, right? That, that's, right? Yeah, okay. That, that's a little better because then we have something to talk about. We're not just giving our pick. We're giving our pick but talking about what happened. Okay. Cool? But we got to come up with an actual prize. Or how long this is gonna be, or is it who gets the twenty wins first, or you know something? We got to do something. We'll do. We I like first to twenty. Okay. Right. I like first to twenty, um, and uh, we can throw an even hundred on it. I'm okay with that. Just okay. to kind of keep things, keep the numbers even. Quan, you want to jump in on this? I know you're not a gambling man. No, he'll, he'll keep He's track. Like, no. He'll keep track of it. I don't want to beat you guys on your own show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love right. It, right. Love um, it. So we can do 100 first to 20. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I feel like we should open it up to maybe Tuesday and Wednesday, right? In case you'd like a game on Tuesday. You okay. Can bet Tuesday. I'm good with that because so, then we can still talk about it on Wednesday. Right. Right. So Tuesday or Wednesday must have a play. If there is no games between them, we'll have the same rules as our contest, which are super simple, right? That we have our, we still have going this year. We'll have uh minus 130 is the max, max max you can go right minus 130 is the max favorite you can go tuesday or wednesday if there's no games tuesday or wednesday then we'll extend it to monday if there's no games monday we'll extend it to sunday but if there's games tuesday or wednesday we can just go tuesday or wednesday okay and then max 130 max 130 is the max money line that you can go max money line max money line. if there's points involved though you must take the points so okay. max money line would be nhl or baseball NHL or baseball or soccer. You can go soccer. I'll even uh, I'll even let you go soccer. We'll we'll let each other go soccer. Okay. So how about this? No in game. We no have, in game. We no. have ten minutes, right? No in game. No in game. We have ten minutes. How about this? Let's get let's get the people that listen because I know there's some people that listen that bet that want to talk that get into it with us as well on Facebook and all that. You want to get the listeners involved? You want to make it interesting? I mean, if they want to call in, we can go. Okay. So in the next nine minutes. But you got to agree with this. So how, here's the price. Here's what I'm going to say before I say who calls it. We're going to let someone call. If someone calls in within the next nine minutes and becomes part of this, that listener has to call us every week and give us his pick as well. If that listener gets to 20 wins before us, 
we have to give that listener a fifty dollar gift card. Twenty five and twenty five. Uh yeah. You down with that? Yeah. Just to make it more exciting, more interesting. The one listener, or you want? Or, well, no, because well, yeah, the fans. I guess. So within the next nine minutes, if you want to call in 702-608-3259, if you want to jump in our handicapping contest, which will start next week, you must have a Twitter account. That is the main basis of this because Rob does not use anything else. So you must have a Twitter account. I know, I agree, Quan. He should be using Facebook, but he does not. If you call in 702-608-3259. Give us your picks starting next week. If you get to 20 wins before us, that means you got to follow us for the next 20 episodes. Long way to go, but it's going to be fun. If you beat us and get to 20 wins before us, you get a $50 gift card. Yeah. Now, I think we should make it two picks a week, though. Ah, that's too much. Because if we do one pick a week, one pick, it's going to get harder and longer to get to 20. That's fine. I do. I, I like. Uh, that's true. That is true. That is a hundred percent true. Now, if nobody calls so in, it's just me and you, straight up, simple so, and plain. So let's 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 uh let's do uh, let's do the first to ten. How about that? That's be- okay. Let's do first that. to ten, just so we can start it over, be fresh, maybe get a new caller in. Okay. We'll do first to ten, or okay. for whoever wants to join us, right? First to ten, and we'll uh, do. If we're gonna do okay, if we're gonna make it shorter, we're gonna make it. So let's do fifty for us. Okay. Twenty five for the listeners. Meaning, uh, if the listener beats us first, we go halves on the gift card. Uh, or you want to go 50 both ways and make uh, it even. Uh, we can do 50 for the listener, too. And 50 for us. So 50 for us. Okay. So if the listener beats us, we don't have to pay each other. We're out. And Correct. It's 25 and then piece. we start. Exactly. So they get our 50. Cool. And then if they don't, then we either one of us gets our 50. Okay. 702-608-3259. Give us a call here on Straight Bet Sports on Gorilla Cross Radio. If you're tuned in and you want to be a part of our mini handicapping contest so that we each got of us on. has to tag each other on twitter though exactly before the show correct and if you have twitter and you're going to join this you have to tag us with your picks as well and also give us a call if you win or lose just to be part of the segment want to try something different yeah you know I'm I mean? with get it. more people involved get more people tuned in let's see if someone calls them all five of our listeners or uh, all three uh, of our listeners all three yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta get that clear sorry 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 yeah <laughs> but Anyways, let's let's jump. We got in about the- five more minutes. We're not going to talk too much about NFL because next week is basically going to be our NFL Super Bowl preview show. We're going to break down the prop bets, the betting lines, the action, where the money's going, what the betters are betting. Hopefully, we're going to have Dwayne Colucci back in here, our good friend from Rampart Racing Sportsbook. So, Rob, the line opened at three, plus two hundred on the money line for the Bucks. I like that. I really do. Um, it's still early. Obviously, we still have a whole another week to talk about it. What are your thoughts on the opening line? Something you expect it to be that way, or did you expect it to be a little bit higher, lower? I saw when I saw early line was uh, if if you know they had the you know if these two two uh, excuse me if these two teams played right Chiefs uh, Chiefs um, uh, excuse me Chiefs Packers uh-huh. Chiefs you know Bills Packers all the whatever different scenarios yeah, all different have. scenarios. I saw Chiefs minus five and a half um, as the opening line if they played the Bucks, and now all of a sudden it's three. Slash three and a half. I, I William Hill has three minus three minus one twenty. Um, I like the Chiefs. Uh, I you know I like the Chiefs, but honestly I kind of lean towards the under. Um, and it opened at fifty seven. I know it's like fifty six and a half, right? First of all, Super Bowl is a big overplay, anyways. No matter yeah. no matter what you know what part of the the country you live in, right? You people know, now ex- that, people expect a lot of points, right? I just think that Tom Brady in the age that he's in now, you just 
I don't understand. I don't un see any way that you have the mentality that you're going to try to gunsling with this cat, right? Patrick Mahomes, it, the way that they, you know, they were down nine, nothing against the bills for them to come back and, and do what they did. I don't, I don't see any way how with the, with the running game that the Tampa Bay has, um, I don't see any way how Tom Brady wants to go into a shooting, you know, a, a, a shooting mat, you know, a back and forth with, with Patrick Mahomes. So I do lean towards the under. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. We did say that. Uh, I forgot last week which game. You know, you said that as well. I think it was the Packers game. Or the Packers. Yeah, I like the under in the Packers-Bucks Packers game. Uh, right. Bucks game right. went over it them. went over. But, I mean, in this situation, the way that Kansas City is able to move the ball and as quickly as they're able to move the ball whenever and however they want to move the ball, I think that they have to lean heavy on the run. Um, and I just don't think that Tom Brady can keep up scoring-wise. I know they scored a decent amount on the Packers, but Chiefs defense has been playing okay lately. Um, they, you know, against the Bills, they kind of stepped up when they needed to. Um, not not at the beginning of the game, but as the game progressed. And I like I, I lean towards the under um, 56 and a half, maybe 57. Uh, we'll see where it's at, though, uh, especially if you like the under. I, I expect I I do hope you wait at least until the end, because there's a lot of money that has to come in on. There's a, more the most of the money comes in on game day. Right, yeah, like true. most of the money, but everybody's the sharpest, here for the weekend visiting. Yeah, right, but the sharpest of sharp monies is is already in the books. Right, it's and already for, there. It's already there. So for them to drop from everything else to, is just line movement at this point. Exactly, there are some in sprinkles in between here and there, but you know when that original sharps want that line when it first drops, they don't want the public or anybody to be able to touch it. If they like it, they like it, and they're going to take it, and they don't care. Even if they missed out on a good number, yeah. say that, say they got, say it goes up to 57 and a half, but they grab 57 or it goes up to 58 there. If they're comfortable at 57 or whatever number it is, they're going to drop it. And they don't even, you know, 90% of the sharps that bet these big time money games don't even watch the game, to be honest with you. They don't even watch it. They just kind of just see what happens. They wake True. up the next day, see what happened. If they cash the cash. Open up on the, to app the next. And see what it is. Right. Much. On to the next. Right. So now another crazy thing, too, because you and I like to talk about conspiracy theories and oh, well, you got to look at this scenario and what happened and this and that. Think about Tom Brady when he won his first Super Bowl. It was right after 9-11, right? Patriots. Okay. Patriots. You know what I mean? Red, white, and blue. They win it. Helps the city. Drew Brees after Katrina. Right. Wins the Super Bowl. Heals the city, right? What's this one? COVID. Tom Brady's in Tampa. No team has ever hosted and won a Super Bowl at home, but yet it's Tom Brady that's has the opportunity to possibly do it. I just I get it. Everybody's saying Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs are going to go back to back. Patrick Mahomes, his time is now, but just not this upcoming Sunday for Super Bowl. I think Tom Next Brady. Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I think Tom Brady and the Bucks will win. That defense is legit. That's tough. Their offense, once they get going, they're hard to stop. And right now, situationally, with everything going on, how everything is set up and how everything has aligned, it has to be Brady. It has to be. Patrick Mahomes is going to win two or three, maybe even four more Super Bowls in his career. I honestly believe that. I can see that happening. But Tom Brady is already at the end of his career. That's why it's perfect for him to get this one. You know what I mean? That, that's not going off of betting or numbers or odds or who's putting money that's just going off of what what I see and what what's going on in general with the situation. You know I don't I mean? see how anyone can stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Like we have to remember, it's not Belichick anymore, right? I know it was a long time ago, but the Raiders did. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm just saying, like it's been done. 
It's been done. And not only that, they've been slowed down. They haven't looked great in every game, let's be real. No, they haven't, especially towards the end of the but season. But they've never been stopped. I get that. I mean, even though the Raiders beat them, I don't think the Raiders stopped them. You know what I mean? And the biggest thing, too, is, like I mentioned in when we talked about who you like in the Bills game and the Chiefs game, especially with Patrick Mahomes being up in the air, I like uh, Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid over Bruce Arians all day long. Risk it to get the biscuit. All day long. I like Andy Reid. I think that he is... You know, it took him so long to get to this to this to this plateau. You know, I mean, I know he's been in he's been there plenty of times, but he's there and I don't think that he's gonna lose this. And I, I just I, I like Andy Reid more than I like Bruce Arians, and I like Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians versus versus the matchup of Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. See, I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. I know we gotta get going here, but ever since he left the AFC East you know, it's only been a year. I'm okay with that. That's like when LeBron left Miami and came back to Cleveland. I, I kind of liked him a lot more for that. Right. And I know a lot of people already saw the video that's been posted all over social media of him hugging his son and saying, hey, buddy, I love you, this, and then he brought him over. Like, I'm a dad. That made me feel like I, I saw that. And it's like, he's a normal guy at the end of the day, whether you want to hate this guy or whatever it is. He's a normal guy. He's a father. He's a husband. You know what I mean? He's trying to show his kids, hey, dad can do it. We're going back to the Super Bowl. That's awesome, bro. This guy's been in the league 20 plus, what, 20 years. He's going to his 10th Super Bowl. That's like LeBron. LeBron's been in the in the NBA yeah. Finals half of his career. But yeah, man, we got to get going here. Great show tonight. Fun times. No guests. Just me and Rob G chopping it up tonight. Rob, any final words before we get going? No, nah, man. It's uh, it's glad to be back in the studio. Appreciate it. Appreciate, you know, you guys, you know, accommodating me on Skype. Um, and your whack-ass laptop? Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. I'm super excited for the Super Bowl coming up. I like the Chiefs. Um, but you know, if we'll I were, if that. yeah, if I were to, if I were to put money, I like the under. So we'll see where it's at next week, though. We'll see where it's at because I may have a different story. I like how every week you ask Robbie if he has the last word, and his first word is no, <laughs> and then gives like a speech. <laughs> it's not every week. I think the last two weeks he's done it. And I, do I always he's say like, no? No, no. But, but yeah, uh, it was a good day. It was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But Quan, appreciate you too, man. As always, every single Wednesday night. Thanks for the tacos. Taco Wednesday. That's, that's, that's what it's becoming, right? I think it's becoming Taco Wednesday here on Gorilla Cross. Yeah. We might have to, you know, trademark that. Tacos Mexico, can we get a sponsorship? We eat tacos here every Wednesday. Hey, that'd be good. There right? you go. We'll talk about that soon, though. But for Rob G, Jose V, Quan59, this was another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on Gorilla Cross Radio. I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with this. Chad. Big Chad Wheeler decides to put his hands on his wife. After we just talked about domestic violence last week, it seems that people just don't get it, especially athletes. You're in a position of power. You're in a position of fame. You finally made it. Why? Why put your hands on a female? I don't care what the excuse is or what the excuse was or what happened. Come on, man. We have to be better as a community, as a society, as a world. Men in general, I'm not saying everyone because I'm not judging all men, but come on, man. If we ever have that thought or that feeling, let's not go that route. Turn around and go the other way. Till then, I am Jose V for Rob G. Quan 59. Straight Best Sports, Gorilla Cross Radio. Peace. See you. <laughs>